0: Hi everyone, my name is Yosef Siegel and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. We are still in the middle of a stretch of time where Eretz Yisrael and Chutz are reading two different parshios uh, due to the fact that the eighth day of Pesach fell out on Shabbos. Uh, so, as usual, we have been putting out two podcasts into the Torah every week. So, before you listen to the Torah, make sure that it is for the week, uh, or the parsha that uh, you are laning in your hometown. So this Dvar Torah is for Parshas Korach. And let's get right into it. So everyone knows the story of Parshas Korach, where Korach, who Moshe's cousin, uh, begins a rebellion against Moshe. Um, based off of the fact that Moshe uh, had taken the leadership of Bnei Israel, and he had given uh, the kahuna gudullah, at least in, in Korach's mind, Moshe had given the, the kahuna gudullah and the kahuna in general to his brother Aaron. And, and then he had appointed another one of his cousins as the nasi for the family of Kahas. Now, it seems that Korach was willing to accept Moshe being the leader in Aaron being the coin, but that was the last straw that he had been passed over uh, to be the nasi for Kahas and he went back on everything he went back on the kahuna of Aaron he went back on the leadership of Moshe and claimed that the whole thing was illegitimate and his complaint comes out like this in the soaking um, so that's his actual that's his actual complaint but if you look in, but the way that it's brought in the soaking the way he presents his case to Moshe is uh, is like this and at first glance the complaint seems legitimate he says that you look at B'nai Asherah uh, everyone here is holy. Everyone here has experienced extreme holiness. Everyone is considered to be on a high level of kedusha. And yet, only Aaron has access to the highest levels. Only Aaron is allowed to be a gadol, and no one else is. And that doesn't seem fair. And Korach is basically saying that that Moshe and Aaron are keeping the nation down. They're they're, you know, putting them under their thumb and not allowing them full access to everything possible. And of course. If it was up to God, if we had been responding directly with God, He would have given us full access to everything. Now, Korach's assumption uh, was flawed. Uh, Just because the entire nation is holy, doesn't translate into that everyone is allowed to go to the Kodosh of That's not how it works. And as we've explained in other years, uh, in Parshas Korach, feel free to uh, go check out uh, the blog and the other uh, podcasts uh, to find some examples. There were other reasons why Aaron was picked to be the uh, the Kohen and why that continued with his children. But regardless of his arguments, Korach was not Lashem Shemayim, and because of that, he and his fathers were all killed. And the rest of the Parshah, Hashem spends a nice amount of time uh, establishing the Aaron as the proper Cohen and discussing various properties of Kohana. And the part that I want to focus on is uh, in Shishi, where Hashem reviews with Moshe some of the gifts that go to the Kohanim um, as uh, things which come to the base of Mikdash, and the Kohanim takes part of it. Uh, for example, um, the trumus that come from everything, uh, the fields and the vineyards, uh, Bikurim, the first fruits that you bring to the base of Mikdash, uh, firstborn animals go to the Kohanim, etc., etc. Uh, and the purpose of reviewing all this is, as we've explained, he's solidifying Hashem is solidifying the role of the coin. Uh as the role of Aaron is the coin, and specifically in this parsha, the role of the coin plays in Jewish society. That again it's not like Korach said, it's not like everyone uh can just go around and be do whatever spiritual things that they want. We have we have an order and, and it goes in a certain way. But the co the the Pasuk uses Hashem uses an interesting uh Lashan in the Pasak to describe the eternal nature of this role of the Kohen. So if you go to Parak Yudchas Pasak Yitas, again is at the end of Shishi. And uh, the Pasak says like this. This is after Hashem has gone over all uh, a bunch of these gifts that the Kohen gets. Kol trumos Hakadoshim, B'nei Israel Hashem, all the gifts of the Kadosh uh, of the kadosh gifts, uh, which are set aside by the Bnei Israel for Hashem, Nasati Lach, Nasati Lachal of Bnei Chol Nasacha Itchah Lachak I, Hashem, have given to you, meaning Aaron and to your sons who are with you, Lachak as an eternal portion. And then the pasuk Bris Melach Olam He Lefne Hashem Lachal Azarachai Itach. It is a bris. Of, it is an eternal bris of salt before Hashem. Lachal Azarachai Itach itach for you and your descendants with you. Now let's focus in on the end of the pasuk. Hashem calls the promise of these gifts, and, and I guess all the ideas of the Kohanim, he calls them a a bris, right? A bris olam, an eternal bris. It becomes this uh, irrevocable and unconditional treaty between Hashem and the Kohanim, and to to the uh, to extend and extend it to the entire nation. Um, that this is how it's going to be. That the Kohanim will constantly remain, will continuously and constantly remain his uh, conduits to the Bnei Israel. But how does he call the bris? He calls it a bris olam. And what type of bris it is? is it? It's a bris melach, a bris of salt. What does that mean? Now we do find a treaty with salt elsewhere in the Torah, but that's an actual treaty with salt that there will always be salt on every carbon on the Mizbeach. But what's it doing in Arapasim? So interestingly enough, Really all of the Martian that I saw all agree that this is not uh, supposed to be meant, this is not supposed to be taken literally, it's not referring to actual salt, it's a mushal. This bris is similar to salt. How is this bris similar to salt? It wasn't that long ago that we had no refrigeration, no extensive electricity, and whatever you had, it only lasted for as long as it could last naturally. There's no way to keep it long term, unless you had salt. Salt was used as a preservative. And it was one of the most important, if not the most important item you could have. In fact, there were times throughout history where salt was used as currency because it was so valuable. Imagine having salt. Now you have something which is only supposed to last a day. It can now last a few more days, which, you know, especially when you're on a long campaign, you're traveling in the desert, that's invaluable. So salt keeps everything fresh and healthy, it doesn't spoil. And perhaps most importantly for our mushal purposes, salt sinks into whatever it is applied to, it becomes a part of that food, and enhances it in a way that brings out and preserves the finest taste that it could be. And that's the relationship between Hashem and the Kohanim, and the Jewish people. Koruch is right to the extent that every Jew has direct access to Hashem if they choose to make use of it. No question in the world. Every Jew has access to Hashem. However, the direct conduit in this world, in the functions of this world, between man and God, is the Kohen. He becomes the salt between us and Hashem. He's the one who preserves the freshness, he keeps us healthy, and eventually brings out our greatest taste in order that our connection to Hashem should Remains as strong as ever. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's a i m e m t o r a h at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amemtorah, as well as the written version of the Zvar Torah in your inbox, along with an mp3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, Old Ideas for the Modern Mind, blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah as well as the archived versions of the previous 8 years of Amem Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, Handbook.com, where this podcast is hosted and learn more about my book, Reality Check: A Handbook of Ashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtora, and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtora. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great job.